Welcome to the PCOS podcast. I'm your host, Selene Douglas, degree qualified nutritionist. This podcast is a place to help show you how to reduce your PCOS symptoms. Getting diagnosed with PCOS can be super confusing. It typically comes with very little information about what the condition actually is and how to manage it long-term. In this podcast, we cover the keys to understanding what PCOS is, the best approaches to improving your PCOS, and of course, how to reduce your PCOS symptoms through non-medication-based approaches. If you've been recently diagnosed with PCOS or you've had PCOS for a long time and you're wondering, what the heck do I do now and what do I need to do to reduce my symptoms, this podcast exists to show you exactly that. If you have PCOS and you want a strategic approach to help you lose weight, banish acne, stabilize your cycles, and reduce anxiety-inducing hair growth, then I would love to invite you to register for my free PCOS Masterclass. In this Masterclass, I'm going to be breaking down my exact process that I use when I'm helping clients like you reduce and resolve their PCOS symptoms without medication. To get access to the Masterclass, all you need to do is head to the link in the show notes, or you can access it directly by going to selendouglas.com forward slash webinar hyphen registration hyphen EG, or you'll find that link in the show notes below. Have you considered using a continuous glucose monitor to help you with your PCOS? That's exactly what we're talking about in this episode today. So if that's something you're interested in hearing more about, continue listening. A CGM stands for continuous glucose monitor, and that's what I'm going to be referring to it as in this episode. So let's talk about what a CGM is and why would it be relevant and useful in PCOS? So Let's start a little bit with what a CGM is. Let's start there. So a CGM is a wearable device which you can pop onto your arm and it is able to continuously measure your blood glucose levels. Blood glucose levels means blood sugar levels. So it's a device that's going to be in your arm continuously measuring the levels of blood glucose that are in your system. Uh, And it is going to feed this data back to an app on your phone and give you a real-time reading on that number. So when we test blood glucose levels normally through, say, pathology or blood testing, we are able to get a snapshot at a point in time. So for example, if we test fasting blood glucose first thing in the morning, we get an understanding of fasting blood glucose first thing in the morning, or if we test a blood glucose two hours after uh, a meal or, you know, the glucose test after drinking uh, the oral glucose solution, then we get the response two hours after. But a CGM, because it's in your arm and continuously measuring those levels of blood glucose, we actually get to see the pattern across the day and how all different kinds of dietary and lifestyle factors affect your blood glucose. So not just looking at fasting and not just looking at um, a measurement after eating something that is really high in sugars or carbohydrates, which is when we would normally do testing after meals. So it's a really interesting way to get some more insight into 
your unique physiology and how your body is responding to different factors which affect your blood glucose. Now, where it is useful and helpful in PCOS is basically within the factor of or the the umbrella of different things which work differently in your body when you have PCOS, blood sugar is one of them. Now, of course, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to guess that you have some understanding of how insulin and PCOS are linked and affected and we know that there is an established uh, root cause there that many PCOS cases have an issue with insulin resistance. However, we also know that there is a subset of PCOS cases that don't seem, and seem is the key word here, to have a problem with insulin. So this would be like our lean PCOS, uh, but also PCOS cases where we look at factors like fasting insulin and other metabolic health tests that we can look at, say like uh, cholesterol and blood lipids and triglycerides, um, inflammatory markers, fasting blood glucose, A1C, and fasting insulin. Let's say all of those come back normal. A CGM is a really, really great thing to use, especially in those cases, because it's really easy to assume that, okay, if I don't have high insulin, if I don't have these other markers of metabolic health, I don't have an issue with regulating my blood sugars and insulin. And I have to say, I have found this not to be true. I have found in most of my clients that there is nearly always some degree of blood sugar issues, that there is some degree of issues in regulating sugars and issues in regulating insulin, and it is a sliding scale of severity. When it develops into insulin resistance and we identify that as the driving factor behind PCOS, that that's obviously becoming more severe, but then lower down on that sliding scale, we have basically an issue with regulating our blood sugars that's actually possibly not being picked up on some of those other tests and wearing a CGM or even doing an insulin assay test would show these issues. So that's why a CGM is really interesting to use because it will show that hypersensitivity towards glucose management. And especially if you do have lean PCOS or you, you you don't have insulin resistance, this can be really useful for you because it's going to show you where the Uh, opportunities are for you to improve your blood sugar control and therefore your PCOS. So back to what a CGM is. So it's this wearable device, you pop it into your arm and you can wear it for two weeks. It's going to feed your blood sugar levels back to an app on your phone. So just to explain a little bit about what our blood sugar levels are, what is blood glucose? So when we eat foods and perform different activities or lifestyle um, factors, we have the capacity to increase our blood glucose levels. So essentially increase our blood sugar. That's what a CGM is detecting, your blood sugar levels. Now we know that foods that are higher in carbohydrate and sugars have the capacity to increase our blood sugar more. So, for example, if you were to eat the same amount of calories from 
chicken and the same amount of calories from, I'm going to say, orange juice. It's a very stark comparison. You are going to have a much, much, much more significant blood sugar increase or blood glucose increase from the orange juice than you are from the chicken, despite the fact that it's the same amount of calories. So this is essentially what we are looking at when using a CGM, that rise in blood sugar. And it's not just food that increases our blood sugar levels. It's actually also things like uh, caffeine intake have the possibility to, of course, food and different beverages uh, do, but even the quality and length of sleep that you've had the night before will affect how well you control your blood sugars. So for example, if you've like me, got a little one, or for some reason you didn't sleep well the night before, that's a consistent thing for you. You will find that through wearing a CGM, you will see that you have volatile blood sugar control the next day and a lot of difficulty regulating your blood sugar. So you're able to see through using a CGM how these different lifestyle factors affect you. Equally, Increased levels of stress hormones will increase your blood sugar levels. Again, this is something that you will see in wearing a glucose monitor. So if you have something particularly stressful happen or a particularly stressful day, you will also see through wearing that that you have difficulty in uh, regulating your sugar levels. Also, different types of exercise can increase your blood sugar more and less. For example, going for a long walk at a sustained pace is going to cause less of a spike than doing high-intensity training. Uh, Illness and dehydration are also something that can raise your blood sugar levels um, and, you know, fighting off a flu, that kind of thing. So now we know what a CGM is and we know the different things that affect our blood sugar levels. So different types of foods, but then also the way that we combine different foods together, right? So if you, for example, were to eat a cup of sweet potato, I'm just thinking of these examples on the spot, a cup of sweet potato versus having a cup of sweet potato with a whole bunch of greens and then some chicken, that also is going to affect your blood sugar levels really differently to having the sweet potato on its own. So wearing the CGM gives you that real-time feedback and data as to how your sugars are being affected by different things that you're doing in your daily life. And it's really powerful for a lot of my clients with PCOS to be able to connect that different feeling of blood sugar being low or high with how they are feeling in their body. So being able to see a sharp spike or a sharp dip because of what they've eaten previously and connect that to, oh, okay, that's actually what that feeling is or that's why I feel anxious or hangry or whatever at that certain time of day is because my blood sugars have dipped too low. And then, of course, the game becomes playing with how we can manipulate certain dietary or lifestyle factors in order to create less of a sharp spike. So what you get with wearing a CGM is it'll give you the the, the numbers, of course, like whether your blood sugar is, you know, five, six, seven, um, or, and it will also plot those different numbers on a graph for you. 
uh, and the you basically got um, time of day along the bottom and then along the side graph, you've got how high your blood glucose is actually reaching to. So, you know, is it getting over six? Is it getting over seven? And it will show that to you. Uh, and then you can look at each day as well and see which meals have caused particular spikes, which is really, really interesting as well because what we want to try and achieve, it's in, we don't want to try and achieve no glucose spike. That's not the goal, but we want to try and achieve nice smooth spikes where your blood sugar goes up and then it very calmly sort of comes back down as opposed to shooting up really, really high and then shooting back down really, really quickly because that reaction in your blood is what is going to cause things like cravings and energy crashes and the hangries. So when you wear a CGM and you see that, you can then reverse engineer into, okay, well, what did I last eat that actually caused that? Or did I have a particularly stressful event at work that caused that? Or did I not sleep last night because I was up five times with my baby? Like what are the factors or variables here that are triggering that response in my body so that then you have a really clear understanding of how different things affect you? The other thing that you want to do if you do consider using a CGM for understanding more about your PCOS and what's actually going on in your body is keeping a really detailed food and lifestyle log. So you want to be able to track all of this across a two-week period so that you can marry up, of course, your glucose graph with the different factors that affect it. So things like exercise, sleep, sickness, caffeine intake, and then what you've actually eaten on those days as well as times as well. That is really, really important for being able to actually interpret your data accurately. So the things I found most interesting when I wore a CGM, I did it for actually two, three weeks because I took my second one off just before the end, um, is that I found one of the biggest things that affected me was caffeine intake. But what was most interesting for me was that if I had my coffee how I normally have it, so normally I make my coffee a bit unusually and I basically make a long black in the machine and then I blend it with a big scoop of collagen and some butter, which is kind of like, I guess, a bulletproof style coffee. And I've always preferred having my coffee this way. I've had it this way for maybe eight years or something like that, a really long time. And I've always thought I feel so much better when I have my coffee like that versus if I was to get a coffee out at a cafe or something like that. I feel like I do sometimes feel jittery or uneasy or even anxious after a cafe coffee, but I never feel like that when I have a coffee at home. I feel just energized and good, but calm and stable at the same time. And what was interesting to me was when I had that coffee with the collagen in it, which is about 15.7 grams of protein, that was very specific, it does nearly nothing to my blood sugar. It would bring it up from, say, a 4.8 roughly fasting to a 5 or even just over 5. And here's the thing, I could actually have my coffee on an empty stomach like that and I would still have negligible effects on my blood glucose. It was really not doing much at all for me and I felt really good after it. 
Whereas when I would make my coffee, say more like a barista style coffee, we have a coffee machine at home. So I would make it using, I love this milk, so I definitely don't want to demonize it, but the cocoa quench um, milk, which is a mix of rice milk and coconut milk and water. It's great in terms of ingredients and doesn't have all of those gross vegetable oils and fillers and things like that in it, but it's much higher in sugar than a lot of others. When I would have that, even if I had it after food, even say if I ate a meal and then had that an hour later, I would have a significant rise in blood glucose, like more than if I ate just carbohydrates on their own, which was really interesting to me. And two reasons that I think I want to unpack there is that A, Caffeine definitely has the capacity to increase your adrenaline uh, and cortisol levels, so big surge in stress hormones. But it couldn't have just been that only because, of course, when I had the Bulletproof-style coffee, it's still the same amount of caffeine and I wasn't getting that response. But when I was making my coffee like that at home, A, I didn't have the protein added to it from the collagen. Um I definitely had less of the fats because in the Bulletproof style coffee, I have about um, just less than a teaspoon of butter. Uh, But with the Cocoa Quench, it's definitely higher in sugars. I can't remember the exact grams per serve, but it's at least a teaspoon, maybe more of sugars in that serve. So it seems to be this perfect sort of storm of the sugars, the milk, and the lack of the lack of protein and then the caffeine increasing the stress hormones but i had off the richter kind of reactions in my blood glucose from having my coffee that way and i tested out a few different ways with that kind of milk and then even like an almond milk at a cafe and those sorts of things and nearly the same thing would happen so that was really interesting to me and also just again reaffirms that body awareness of I knew I felt better having my coffee the way I always have it. So I'm obviously going to stick to it. Uh, But of course, that made sense to me because I was like, I always feel jittery after a coffee like that, which is obviously that big surge in blood glucose um, and adrenaline that I was getting from having my coffee the other way. So that was very interesting. I also found when I did have a really bad night's sleep that I did have more difficulty regulating my sugars the next day and that I also had a slightly higher fasting reading as well. So for fasting blood glucose, we ideally want um, the results to be between about 4.5 and 5 millimoles per liter Mine consistently were about 4.6, 4.8, something like that. But I did find that when I'd had a bad night's sleep, there were at least five, often slightly over than that as well. And so again, if we think about the benefit of using something like a CGM, if I was to say inquire or you know go and explore my blood glucose levels with just one single test, and I had a really bad night's sleep and my results were 5.3, I might be really concerned about that. But through wearing a CGM, I could see that actually that only happened when I did have a bad night's sleep and that overall my fasting readings were actually very, very low. So that is also the benefit of using a CGM. And really it helped me overall to, I guess, strengthen some of that uh, that 
I don't know what the right word is here, intuition or, you know, uh, connection to my body and understanding, okay, I actually do know what makes me feel good and know what doesn't make me feel good. And this is obviously reflected in my blood glucose levels as well. So it's really a great thing to do if you have PCOS or if you want to understand more about how your body reacts to different um, diet and lifestyle factors. I personally use the Freestyle Libre 2.0, but there are many different options out there for CGMs um, that you can look at. And if you have PCOS, I really do think that this is a valuable thing to do. It's really interesting. And just try not to get too obsessed with it because it can get obsessive checking it. I got a little bit like that towards the end, but just treat it as a fun experiment where you can learn a bit more about how your body functions and uses glucose um, and also understand a bit more about whether you do have an issue with regulating blood glucose. Because if you do, it's actually something that is very much fixable through the right nutrition, um, and even supplement support as well. That's it for this episode. Hopefully that was helpful. And let me know if you love this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Come and find me over on Instagram. My handle is Celine Douglas underscore nutrition. Before you go, a quick reminder that any information discussed on the PCOS podcast is general in nature does not take into account your personal health circumstances and of course does not replace medical advice.